I know what you're thinking. How did they do it? These two ding-dongs. A couple of morons like these somehow think they can pull it off? They think that a comfortable life as rich white kids prepared them for a challenge of this magnitude? Why don't they just climb Everest or swim to Hawaii for that matter? The hubris of these guys. They probably think they could jump over the moon like a pair of nursery rhyme bovines. No way they can do it. Cannot pull it off. Okay, okay, enough. Your sarcasm is suffocating to me. Listen, maybe we just needed a breather. Maybe we didn't want to attempt a 12-hour headstand. Or maybe we want to crack the door for you babies. Maybe we like you and we want you to have fun with us. Maybe we set the bar right. You sweet little things can limbo on into the dance floor and show us your big spin move. So here we go. Let's do this. On this week's Do It or Else, I challenge you to eat one bowl of Kellogg's Corn Flakes one time. Do you buy your thumb in a suit? Is that a challenge? Do you buy your thumb in a suit? Come on, let's have a duel. Challenge accepted. If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Do you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Do you wanna, wanna, wanna go ride? If you wanna, wanna, wanna come over. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do It or Else podcast. We are the weekly challenge podcast where every week we attempt breathtaking, life-changing challenges. I'm one of your hosts, your adventurous, most epic host. I'm Dustin. Oh, and I'm the other one. I'm Ryan. What are you doing way up there? Way up where? On Mount Everest? You're up, you're way up there on top of the world. I am. I'm super high right now. Lots of Benadryl, people. I think people are catching on to that. I think people are trying it out. <laughs> <laughs> the Dr. Sedgwick method. Yeah, man. And this week, this week's a little different than last week. Last week was a sort of a boozy episode. Now it's morning and coffee episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see how I'm we having do. A little, uh, I'm having a little coffee right now, actually. It's... um. Little Jittery Joe's coffee, uh, roasted right here in Athens, Georgia. You can you can get that probably in uh, some local stores around Atlanta. Jittery Joe's. Jittery Joe's. Try it yeah, out. I I went and stuff. had some uh, Chick Fil A coffee, and it was terrible. I haven't had coffee in a long time, and it tasted very bad. Is it is Chick Fil A normally bad coffee? Um, I think they've. I don't know. I've been hyping up their coffee that it's pretty good. Uh, I haven't had it in a while. Um, do you drink it? How do you drink? Like to drink your coffee? What, drink what, it, what kind drink of coffee it, man are you? Drink it black. Drink it black. Cause I'm, I'm right. new to coffee. I only started maybe four or five years ago with my first so, cup and I just figured I'm drinking. Yeah. I'm drinking mine black. Um, uh-huh. I made my own coffee this morning. So you probably maybe depending on where your coffee came from at the bottom of the urn or the, top of the urn like you know maybe it was watery maybe it's super concentrated tasted burnt okay burnt it could have been like the bottom of the urn sitting on top of a heating element you know i don't know the Uh, good coffee uh, who works at chick-fil-a that we know anyone uh, we know sean ryan listener listener to the show sean ryan uh at least had a huge career at chick-fil-a i think he still does okay uh but i I gotta tell you man you gotta try that popeye's coffee that Popeye's coffee coming up strong. They got that. They got the new sandwich in competition with uh, Chick Fil A. That's what I was talking about. I have never tried Popeye's coffee. You had Popeye's coffee? No, I haven't. I'm saying I haven't tried Popeye's coffee. I'm making a goof because their sandwich is so competitive with Chick Fil A sandwich. I tried some Bojangles coffee, boy. Really? I love Bojangles. Oh man, if I had to pick between. Bojangles or Chick Fil A? Bojangles every day. Where are my bow peeps at? Mm-hmm. Where are my bow heads at? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you better get at me if you're about that bow life because you know the difference between the biscuits. You know the difference. Yeah, they're really good there. Hey man, oh, I have a man. question for you today. Mm-hmm. Actually, because as this episode is being released, we are one week into UGA football. Uh, this should be coming out just before the second. UGA game, which is going to be the first home game. 
And I know yeah. you're a big Bulldogs fan. I'm a big Falcons fan. So this episode comes out just before the first Falcons game. But this being the first UGA home game, I know you now are like a, a little uh, innkeeper, right? We are a little innkeeper. We've, we've made a little Airbnb in our you basement, got, dude. <laughs> you're setting people up uh, for the big game, right? Yeah. And you get a discount on the Airbnb if you give us a five-star and subscribe to the podcast and participate in the challenge of the week. Oh, that's, really? Oh, yeah. That's executive decision right here, right now. You give oh. us a five-star, you subscribe, and you do the challenge with us. You you get a discount, all right? Check okay. us out. I like Airbnb. that. Airbnb.com. I have a question about the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, does do because it's in like basically your basement right but it's very fancy i saw the pictures it looks incredible uh it looks like you did an incredible job it looks like a very comfortable place to stay it's got its own interest entrance all that um but does it have its own air conditioning control or do you control the air conditioner we control the air conditioning and the basement itself like we keep the air conditioning around 74 degrees like okay. in the house um, yeah. But in the basement, it's cooler nice. uh, just because it, it gets less sun um, and it, it is insulated a lot more. So it just stays a lot cooler. Um, but yeah, so that's what I was, that's what I was wondering. If you want to make it you know, more cool, you can do that. I keep the house at 74 degrees a lot of the time also, sometimes a little colder, but I sleep at 69 degrees, which I've I asked people recently apparently is very low. I mean, when I travel for work and I get to have a hotel room to myself, I crank it down to like 68, 65, you know, if I really want to ice myself out. I just feel like it makes you, I guess science says you sleep better when you're a lot colder. And I find that when I sleep cold, like I am out. Like I. Yeah. I sleep so much better cold. Until the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why. My girlfriend hates it. She's freezing. She's so cold though. She's so yeah. little. Yeah. She's tiny. She can't handle it. Dude, mm. um, did I introduce the, the topic yet? In, introduce this week's challenge so everyone can uh, know what they're getting into. First-time listeners, you're, you're in for a doozy, a partner. A doozy. A doozy. This was a really hard one, way harder than our previous challenges. Uh, this week's challenge, the rules were to eat a bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes one time. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll teach you a little bit about that, and then we'll see if uh, Dustin and I pulled it off. It was quite an undertaking. You better hang in there, folks. <laughs> hang on to your britches. Hold on to your butts. Hold strap your it butts. in. <laughs> uh, uh, lock and load. Uh, uh, kick the tires and light the fires. That's right. Um, whip the horses and drive the Porsches. Um, uh, smack your mama and give your dad a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, teach me about the corn. All right, let's the talk flaky about Kellogg's corn. corn flakes. Right, Dustin, are you ready to learn about the corn? Teach me about the flakes. All right, there's a lot here to learn about Kellogg's corn flakes. It's a lot more than you might think. First of all, are you slightly aware of the history of the Kellogg's corn flakes? Did you look it up at all, or the history? You... No, other than the box. Um, I, I read the box. I read, you know, the ingredients. Um, I understand there is a tradition of simple goodness over a hundred years. Uh, but that's about it. Oh my God, dude. Buckle in. This is going to be a wild ride for you. Click, click, snap, snap. Kick the tires and light the fire. <laughs> my tires are kicked. <laughs> okay. Well, the history of the Kellogg Cornflake Company begins in the mid-1800s in Michigan, in a valley called Battle Creek or, or nearby there. Oh, where... that, was tough. that was a tough neighborhood, huh? Yeah, especially in the winter. You've got yeah. to imagine. Um, 
where a, a, a true American religion was formed. This starts with religion. And it's the Church of the Seventh-day Adventists. Have you heard of these guys? Yeah. And where does all religion begin? Ancient Greece. No, this one, th- I swear this... to God, this is just starting like mid-1800s in <laughs> okay. Michigan. All right. We're okay. not going okay. to Greece. We're not okay. talking about the Mediterranean this week. Okay. We might. We'll see if we can pitch it, like fit it in somewhere. So there was this guy. They kind of thought that Jesus was coming back in like 1843 or some year like that. And then they like revised it. It's this whole religion of basically getting ready for the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some people who started it, but like one of the main voices in its creation was this woman named Ellen White who lived in Michigan and had visions uh, from God where God was teaching her how to prepare people's bodies basically for the second coming. And, and it was about were those were those visions like, I see a single blonde haired woman dancing down the aisles of a big church. Her no, name was it... Ellen. She's dancing. I will prepare no, their bodies. I think it was for a dance. conversation. It was a conversation. She okay. was literally having conversations with God and people believed her. Um, and I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know if she was or not, but she said they needed to, uh, prepare their bodies and like start clean living because I guess at the time the American economy was doing pretty well. People were pretty wealthy and people ate huge fatty diets and were extremely unhealthy and had like a lot of like gut pain all the time. So there were all these people like selling various snake oil cures and stuff and she comes up and steak. she says, yeah, well, exactly all that steak. So she shows up and says, we need to stop eating animals. Vegetate. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Vegetable based diets. No more meat. Um, she kind of starts the modern vegetarian movement through this church. Um, and as she's creating this church, there's a young man in her congregation that she recognizes as being like, super charismatic and super smart and his name is john harvey kellogg hardy so john hardy harvey 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 so we can call him jh kellogg um and he became super famous she and her husband groomed him and sent him away to like this hydrotherapy school which at the time was like this new wave cure for everything where you just took a million kind of baths like okay. hot baths, cold baths, um, enemas. Yeah. Enemas, all sorts of stuff to get yourself healthy through hydrotherapy. They send him away because they want to, you know, prepare the body. So he's there and he decides like, uh, this is good, but not great. He's like a really smart dude. And he decides he needs to actually become a doctor. Now, medicine at this point is really messed up. It only took him two years to become a doctor. I missed my calling. Yeah, two years, man. I was born in the wrong time. Exactly. If you're charismatic, like in the mid-1800s, like early turn of the century, you could get a lot done. This guy goes to Bellevue Hospital and in two years becomes a doctor. And he's like pretty grossed out by the practices of medicine at the time, which are immediately disgusting. Like bloodletting was still really popular. Um, Most people wouldn't go to the doctor because the cure for your disease was probably worse than your disease. Mm -hmm. What's that? You got a headache here? Let me just cut your neck real quick and take a liter out of you. (laughs) Exactly. Like, which is like a terrible solution. You want a haircut and a shoe shine too? I'll throw that in. What do you say? What do you say? So yeah, let me just here just sit down here, put these cans of soup on your hands, and uh, put your feet in two bowls of Jello, and uh, uh, drink castor oil for well, two that, days. That actually sounds more like Kellogg's cures than the cures of the time, because he starts <laughs> getting pretty kooky with the solutions to people's ills. But it's all based around this the Seventh Day Adventist views, and it's not too kooky in retrospect but i think at the time he had this new concept that was called biological living which is a stupid term because that means like living living but yeah whatever life that lives 
This dude is really good at coming up with names. So he goes back to Battle Creek where his church has set up like a little healing resort and spa and they want him to take it over. And so he says, okay, I'll take it over, but we're going to make some changes. Um, so he goes back to Battle Creek and he starts this, um, I guess, spa kind of clinic in Battleview. Okay. And it's called the Battle Creek Sanitarium. The which sanitarium. Is a, the sanitarium. Scary. It sounds uh, terrifying. Was he doing the hydrotherapy that he learned still? Yep. Or is he They were doing hydrotherapy there. So both. So he continued to do hydrotherapy there. Um, he actually had a lot of really great ideas. So he was one of the first people to, to think, oh, well, not one of the first, but one of the first Americans in this era to think, oh, you know what people really need is preventative medicine. What a, uh, rather what a novel than idea. yeah, rather than treating their ills, maybe we could make them healthier people. So he encourages uh, healthy living, so exercising, more fresh air. That's um, crazy. He That's makes people crazy. sleep outside in the cold, like in their underpants, which is pretty wild. I'm not really sure what that cured or did, but you know, people jump in cold tanks and stuff still now mm-hmm. as part of healthy living. Um, he encouraged healthy dress. Women at the time, you know, wore corsets. Which constricted their breathing and all their organs. Dude, Kellogg. Yeah, dude. No more of that. Yeah. Get out of that thing, man. Yeah, those things were a mess. So he gets women out of those. Um, He Electricity was a new invention at the time. uh, And also the light bulb. So he starts like solar therapy. He thinks sunshine is good for people. Okay. Which it turns out now, I'm pretty sure people say vitamin D is like super necessary. Yes, yes. And you get it very you get it a lot easier through the sun than through supplements. Right. So then he also uh created these boxes with incandescent bulbs because they're in Michigan. You can't always go outside. So he created mm-hmm. these incandescent light bulb yeah. boxes that people go in. I don't think he knew about vitamin D. He just knew it made you feel better. Yeah. He's just um, treating SADS, the seasonal <laughs> attitude yeah. defunct disorder, whatever it is, SADS, seasonal I think it's SADS. App- seasonal attitude deficit no not disorder deficit. probably yeah and people uh, have those little sunshine depression? lamps now i don't know yeah well no yeah. that's exactly it so he he did that then he was like oh you know what we could do uh since we're making people sleep outside in the cold maybe because like he thought they needed the cold air in their lungs but he's like man maybe their bodies are a little cold so he invented the electric blanket Groovy. Um, and then he was like oh people need to exercise all sorts of way and he was a fan of this idea called Swedish movements, which, which are just which, exercise yeah. machines. Yeah. Um, so he invented like tons of gym equipment. It's like this, this turn of the century, people could just, if you had an idea, nobody else did, apparently had had he, an idea yet. Is he also the innovator behind Kegels? Is, is <laughs> Kellogg just like a weird anagram for Kegel? Dude, he is everything but that. When it comes to (laughs) sex and stuff, this dude is fully insane. Um, I guess we'll get into it now. No fap. No fap. No sex. He thought that masturbation was the silent killer that comes in the night and makes you unhealthy, basically. He thought it could kill you. He thought it was very terrible for people to masturbate. The guy had some... That's a ghost leaving your body. That's a (laughs) that's part of your soul leaving your body. He had, I guess we should describe him a little better. He is a five foot two guy, so a very small, very curious man with very fun facial hair. Um, He knew the sun. (laughs) He thought the sun was good for him, and he was very good at promoting himself. He became world famous. He was definitely the most famous. Uh, doctor in the United States at the turn of the century. Uh-huh. Everybody showed up to his his spa, basically. You know, Henry Ford is there. Um, anybody who's anybody at the turn of the century shows up at Dr. Kellogg's spa. Um, Interesting. You know what this is reminding me of, what? Ryan? What? I can't remember the name of the movie, but I hope someone knows this movie. It's an old movie with Anthony Hopkins and... I know the movie. Matthew. Justin, I know the movie. Oh, you, you're Matthew oh, Broderick. Matthew that Broderick. That movie you're talking about is about Dr. Kellogg. Oh, cool. Okay. And it's called The Cure for Wellness, I think. Or 
the road to wellness, something like that. So they made a they made a movie about Dr. Kellogg starring Matthew. Oh, uh, wow. Cool. Which that that movie I saw as a child and it gave me the idea for this challenge. Nice. So I looked into it more. Um, The sex stuff was really bad, though. So he had a wife. They were married there for years and years, 40 years. I think they adopted 40 kids or they fostered 40 kids and adopted seven. And he claims that he never consummated their marriage. Hmm. Never once slept with his wife. Um, then things get a lot worse. People would come to his sanitarium and they would bring their children and young, you know, teenage children as they are want to do masturbate. It's like a normal thing that kids do. Um, and the adults, they could just lie to him and say like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he would just have to believe them. But with children, he encouraged, especially with males, uh, circumcision later in life so that they wouldn't want to touch their penises. Scary. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and it gets worse. He did Until the same to girls. Just like, he did wait, the same to just... girls, dude. Ugh. Ugh. The dude was a bit of a monster when it came to sex. Not a bit of a monster, a total monster. Like, horrific, horrific things. And also, he thought that sexual impulses often came from our food and that Mm -hmm. spices and sugar and coffee and tea encouraged sex sexuality, which I don't know. Something's wrong with the dude, right? Like, I don't know if it encourages sexuality, but I could see sex drive being related to the types of food you eat. Right. So he takes in, so they, uh, they have all these vegetarian menus at his spa uh, or sanitarium, I guess I should say, where it's all, you know, it's vegetable broth, but people hated it. And he was trying to make things that people would enjoy a little bit more, but were still super clean. And cereal had just been invented, I guess, in Colorado. Um, hmm. He invented granola, by the by. So people were eating granola and nuts and things like that that he had invented. But shredded wheat had been invented in Denver. And they were, he and his brother, this is where his brother comes in, William Keith. Uh, Billy Keith, yep. Yeah, Billy Keith shows up. He's his younger brother. Uh, The older brother kind of lords everything over him and kind of makes him run the business of the sanitarium. But I guess his brother was like a business genius Um, and like a pretty smart dude. His brother's working in the kitchen and Will Keith invents the cornflake. How did he invent uh, the cornflake? So it was like, kind of a mistake. They were doing stuff with wheat. He actually invented like the wheat flake first. Um, and I don't really know the process. It has something to do with he like accidentally left it overnight and then uh, pounded it a certain way. They were trying at the time things like the graham cracker, your namesake, had just been invented. I love um, the graham cracker. Oh, God. I love the graham cracker. Oh, graham cracker actually. Butter on there. Oh, God. <laughs> just speaking of peanut butter. Um, who invented peanut butter? Uh, George Washington Carver. Turns out that's not true. What? I know. I hate to break everybody's bubble here. This blew my mind, and I looked it up a bunch of different ways. I'd always thought that George Washington Carver had invented peanut butter, but George Washington Carver, one of America's greatest inventors, invented 300 uses for the peanut, of one of which was his version of peanut butter, but... Kellogg had already invented peanut butter and actually a Canadian before that had already invented peanut butter. So Kellogg invented peanut butter in his own way. Yeah. uh, That really hurt my feelings because I always thought George Washington Carver invented peanut butter. I looked it up on like the peanut board of America and they, they back (laughs) up this claim. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So they make this cornflake and it actually becomes a huge hit. There's all these guests at the hotel that really like cereal. It's this new breakfast thing. Now dad can make breakfast for the kids. It becomes a huge hit. It's vegetarian. It it suits all their needs, and it tampers down people's sexual desires. So it becomes a huge hit. I guess this is before they consider milk, like, non-vegetarian, or is that Yeah, they're not vegan. They don't eat cheese, but they apparently were fine with milk and cream. I don't think they had figured out lactose yet. Interesting. 
Yeah. So they, this guy is staying, uh, this, this rich businessman who has all these failed ventures with the last name post, uh, is staying at the sanitarium and he becomes very interested in this cereal and he's like hiding out in the test kitchens and will the younger brother is nervous about it and tells John Harvey like, Hey, this guy's watching. And John Harvey's like, Hey man, if he wants to start a business with it, all all the power to him. Because John Harvey's rich and famous already. Yeah, he doesn't really like, need if the more business. More people eat cereal, they'll be healthier or yeah. whatever. So Post sets up a factory in Battle Creek and creates a cereal called Postums, which does very well. He gets more and more and more famous and rich, and he ends up inventing grape nuts, which I think you referenced grape last nuts. episode. Ugh. Yeah. So he makes grape nuts well. You say, uh, but it was a huge hit. Uh, Americans were just catching on that they needed to live healthier. These there's cereals- no grapes. I'm just <laughs> I'm just still frustrated that this bait and switch. Yeah, there's no grapes is in used in the marketing of grape nuts. There are grapes don't come from nuts. Grapes don't make nuts. It's grape nuts. nuts. Is stupid. It's stupid. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. So Post becomes, and, and the Post cereal company is still around. They become super powerful, and this starts a cereal boom in Battle Creek. Tons and tons of businesses pop up basically overnight to find, because there's all these experts in cereal manufacturing now in Battle Creek. Whoa. And all these companies spring up, and they're making a ton of money selling cereal to the growing American middle class. That's so, um, that's so insane. It's fully insane. So, so this the is younger, still in the 1890s? Uh, yeah, this is turn of the century now. We're okay. in the so early 1900s We're into the 1900s. Okay. Yeah. We're pre... Uh, uh, we're pre... Actually, I don't know really where in time we are here. I, I, I should have had that. But we are somewhere around World War II or uh, somewhere around World War One or thereafter. We might already be up into like the 20s, actually, mm-hmm. by this point. Um, so the post they're making the first starting. documentaries of cereal manufacturers. Then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're filming they, it. Yeah, they're filming it. Go listen to last episode. We made a movie. Yeah, we made not a movie. about. We go check it out. <laughs> so, uh, all this is going on, and back at the sanitarium, Will is losing his freaking mind because, because of all the cereals. All these people are making money off of his idea and mm-hmm. his work. And he's still under his jerk brother's thumb and really doesn't make a lot of money. Um, His brother is traveling all over the world, giving famous speeches. And while he's gone, Will decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to add a little bit of sugar to the cornflakes. Ooh. Which John Harvey hated. Like, you can't have sugar in John Harvey's world. But Will Mm -hmm. added it to it and served it to the people at the sanitarium. And they loved it. It became much, much, much more popular. Um couple years later will decides to set off on his own he and his brother are now estranged they hate each other will sets up the kellogg uh cereal company which we all know that's a name we've all heard forever but in our mind the cereal is what is famous but at the time his older brother the doctor was so famous super famous he was basically stealing his identity in a certain way to sell his product um John actually claimed that he invented the cornflake, but it seems that Will is really the one who did it. It's a little debated. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the cor- the Kellogg Cornflake Company, because of the genius of Will, he's like an expert marketer. The dude uh, had this thing like, wink at your grocer and see what happens. <laughs> okay. That and was so all marketing. these ladies go in and start like winking at their grocer, and then he would give, the grocer would give you a little sample of the Kellogg's cornflakes to take home. Oh, cool. That's neat. That's really and then neat. Kellogg's grew into the company we know now. Like, he also invented uh, the Rice Krispie Treat. Uh, the, like, all these little, like, basic foodstuffs that we know and love today. When was, uh, when, was that, when was that invented? When was the first Rice Krispie Treat invented? I don't have any dates. I didn't write down dates. Oh, my but, God. I want to know so all about that. Oh, God. These guys died uh, I'm so hungry now. in their 90s. Uh, the sanitarium hit hard times during the great depression. The cereal company took off during the great depression because it was a cheap food. Um, John Harvey ended up moving down to Miami and kind of going fully insane. He was a big proponent of the eugenics movement in the United States. Like the the guy 
had some genius ideas, but was also a terrible person. A lot like other geniuses of the time, uh, like Ford and Disney. Um, Do they think had, like maybe he was autistic or, or like Asperger on the spectrum or like nobody, just super nobody, genius, but kind of nuts at the same time? Uh, he was very charismatic, um, but he liked oh, okay. being in control of things. I, I wouldn't want to... Uh, no guess his mental what i state. said is what i said is very wrong it sounds more like he is uh like a sociopath like he got drunk on his own power and kind of well uh, he was groomed by a, with his star a, a powerful religious leader as a child and was told that he was special from a yeah. very very early age and it seems his brother was also an exceptional person as well so maybe they just were imbued with these skills they would have said or at least john harvey would have said that it was genetic given uh, or that it was oh, genetics, genetics and that you couldn't yeah, sure. taint the race pool. Like he, he had some terrible, terrible views and just became a rambler towards the end of their, his life. The brothers really were never able um, to get back together and see eye to eye ever again. Uh, but both, you know, left their mark on history and made a ton of money. And of course mm-hmm. the Kellogg company is here and that's why we have cornflakes now. And we tried them, right? This week, we embarked on a mission of danger, of daring, of sheer arrogance in the face of this challenge. Ryan, we, we embarked on a mission to eat a bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes, the original and best cornflake cereal. It's simple inside that it? box. It's simple inside that box. It's a simple life. Yeah? Yeah, welcome. Welcome. We had a cereal manufacturer named Jay Kellogg. He was a simple man and did simple things. He made a simple cereal. He enjoyed feeding it to his sanitarium patients, and he'd feed it to them with a cup of milk and a little slice of love and a little sexual repression. Come on down to the simple times. Come on down to Kellogg's cornflakes. That was a Rick and Morty bit. Sorry. Uh, no, sorry, I, Dan I remember it. it. What it is, is I always worry that this show is going to suffer because you are a good improviser and I am not. We're both fantastic improvisers. You're just playing the straight man right now. <laughs> okay. I'll keep playing it. I ate my bowl of cornflakes. Oh, you um, did it. I, I kicked this challenge ass, dude. This was. How did you, how did you do it? Um, you're going to have to check out our Instagram page. I made a little uh, video of my whole process, my, my buying process, which is very complicated in my, my preparation and my serving process um, and my eating process. It was great. Um, how This is how you, I did it. Okay. I got the cornflakes. You know, you know, cereal is super controversial. Like people how don't. people prepare and eat cereal is a big deal to people. People are going to be mad at you no matter what you say from here on out. That's fine. I think I prep my cereal depending on the cereal. So if if you have one size fits all mindset about cereal, you really need to look in the mirror and think about how you're approaching life. Okay, and that's okay. not a shock or a jab at you or, or if you're if you have one preference or the other. But this is how I prepped cornflakes. Kellogg's cornflakes to me is a cereal that I remember from my grandparents like old people ate this cereal and it was uh, like the only cereal at my grandparents house and there was no uh there is either this or rice krispies okay and we got rice right. krispies later uh after my grandparents realized i hated the cornflakes so both um, kellogg inventions both kellogg inventions how about that um the the cornflake is a cereal that gets soggy really fast do you agree i agree Okay, so if there is a cereal that gets really fast, I don't use as much milk. That's just how I roll. If it's okay. a cereal that can absorb milk and hold it well, like um, Captain Crunch, like a really dense puffed cereal or something like that, that's going to absorb okay. it and hold it but still have a pleasant mouth feel. Because I do enjoy the cornflake crunch. Similar to like Frosted Flakes, which is the kid version of Corn Flakes. Right. Um, you can't great. put as much milk. So that's that's my mindset. So I just did uh, whole milk 
and cornflakes. Oh, wow. You mess around with whole milk. I messed around with that whole milk because I think whole milk has, you know, there's a nice fatty profile in there. And there Mm -hmm. are some natural, like, sugars that stay in there that are removed if you get, like, a 2% or a skim milk or something like that. It just tastes. It's a little fattier. Just don't drink as much. And I think it tastes better. Um, I didn't put any fruit on the cornflakes like the box suggests to help make this a balanced breakfast meal. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I just did the cornflakes and the milk, and I thought it was really good. I read some while I didn't read the newspaper. Um, I didn't read any funnies like I normally would. Um, I read the Times. I read the Time magazine that we have a subscription to, and it's this week. Um, and the cover story is about Lil Nas X. You know about this guy? Yeah, he's an Atlanta guy. He's an Atlanta guy. Really cool story. Um, are you familiar with, with this 20-year-old rapper, singer, songwriter? I'm going to take my horse to the old town road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I got these I got horses, the horses in the back. In the back. Do, do, do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that That's a song stuff. about uh, hugging and kissing boys. Right, and you know what? It's the longest-running number one song in history. Yeah, I'm proud of him. He the, just got taken off the number one charts, actually. Yeah, as He the, just got moved to number two by Billy Eyelash. Yeah, the timing of this uh, recording and this uh, article, um, this was written last week but released for this week. So okay. um, at the, so August 26th, he's not up there anymore, but last week he was. That little Billie yep. Eilish, she's like a talented little freak. Online. I love both of them, honestly. Yeah. The other, the other new pop singer that I really enjoy is Lizzo. I'm super pumped about all three of these – like new pop kids, I enjoy you're, them. You're not the first one to tell me about Lizzo. Yeah, my, my wife great. was telling me about Lizzo, so I guess I she's need terrific. To Highly recommend. Yeah, all you right. need to. It's for fun. But I learned about. Yeah, I, I read a little bit about him. Did you know he he purchased that beat for the original version of Old Town Road for thirty dollars online? Yeah, he, he was homeless, right? Or like he was living on his sister's from house floor. to house. Yeah, he yeah. he was at the time he was living on his sister's floor. And he was like, he was, he had a good online presence. He was making memes and he was getting a lot of social interaction by making memes. Or maybe he was aggregating memes. I don't, I don't know the difference. I follow him on Twitter. He's funny. Yeah, he is funny. Um, And then, yeah, he, he, he's like, let's do it. Let's make a song. Let's start it up. Uh, I don't like a meme of a song. I should say that. What? I do not like the song at all. I, I like him like, a lot. I yeah. hate the song. I've never <laughs> when, enjoyed it. When it was blowing up and every single kid was dancing to it and knows the words, and so I was like, this song is so stupid. But mm-hmm. then, like, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus got involved, and right. he's like the king of uh, 95, you know, when yeah. Achy Breaky Heart came out, and we're going through kind of like a 90s. Understands. Yeah, we're going through like a 90s renaissance right now. Um, it's the second time I've used Renaissance. Now it's the third. Oh my God. Nee. Oh, that's nee. at least Italian. Nee. That's a little Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, close to the Greek islands in the close. Mediterranean Sea. That's right. The Mediterranean Pond. No, it's a sea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think. What that does was, this have to do with cereal? That's pretty cool. I'm just letting you know what I read while I ate this <laughs> okay. delicious cereal. I read about Lil Nas X. Um, okay. I like this cereal. I like. Um, I like, you know, thinking about cereal. Uh, what was your cereal growing up? Or maybe you want to tell, maybe you want to include that in your your experience with the cereal, but what was your cereal when you were a kid? Uh, definitely Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Or maybe with- Fruit Loops or Apple Jacks, which are pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Loved those sugary ones. Uh, cookie Crisps, if I could get them, which was just a bag of cookies. <laughs> yeah. Do they still make that? <laughs> I, I bet they do. I loved that. I, I, obviously, I, I loved it. But um, as I've gotten older, it's been the more uh, simple ones. So, um, Honey Bunches of Oats, I really, mm, that really is a like. Good one. Honey yeah. Nut Cheerios, I raisin bran even, which is basically a cornflake uh, with some raisins in there. But uh, yeah, that was my take. Uh, Dustin, do you put the milk in first? No. Who does that? People do that. That's what I was talking about. Controversy. Um, I do you leave. Do you leave your spoon in the bowl before pouring cereal on top? Yes. That's crazy. Yeah. Spoon cereal. And then I pour the milk just completely like around over the top because unlike you, 
I don't really go for the crispiness. Like in the beginning, I'm enjoying the crispiness, and at the mm-hmm. end, I enjoy the sogginess. I'm not, uh, I'm not afraid of soggy cereal like some people are. So you like to go for the ride of a big stack of pancakes too. Then you like how it's it's kind of good at the beginning, and then super soggy slimy paste cakes by the end because you if we're speaking specifically about pancakes i just don't like pancakes oh damn okay. i'm a waffle man i'm You're a, a waffle I, i'm a waffle man all day yeah i prefer the crispy there so i don't think this is like a consistent food no. logic all through no. my mind sure but uh this time actually i ate the cornflakes dry uh just as like a little hand snack in a bowl and it was it was pretty good i was watching some tv eating some cornflakes that's probably how I'm going to finish the box because I don't uh, fool around with milk so much anymore. Growing up as a kid, maybe I would have drank this with a two percent milk if I was at my grandparents' house. I would have drank it with, I would have eaten it with a half and half, mm-hmm. which is incredible. That's Cereal with half and half. It's no, it's really did tasty. You, did but you yeah. not know it was half and half, and then you? Yeah, I, my grandparents gave it to loving. me once. Okay. Yeah, my Sedgwick grandparents gave that to me once, and it blew my mind. And it was delicious because, you know, like the fattier cream and everything, it, it's really, really tasty. I probably only did that like three or four times in my life. But now I don't even really mess with ice cream. I get the the non-dairy. So if anything, I'll get some almond milk and eat it. But I didn't have any almond milk for this challenge. So I ate it dry. They cool. were good. Did you have the box of cornflakes before you picked the challenge or did you go buy your cornflakes? I went and bought my cornflakes. Did you get a... Uh, what size box? Dude, there were only two. There was a, a huge one and a very big one. So I got the very big one. Uh, What's more, huge or very big? <laughs> huge is huge is obviously more, buddy. The biggest. Come on. Come on. Huge uh, is Talk to me about huge. ounces. Let's, let's get... Uh, I have no idea. Look on the bottom Should of the box. Should I go box. grab the box? I'm holding my box. Yeah. Well, I'll, hold I'll on. Talk. I'm going to go get my box. You keep talking. I'll you be right go. back. I'm going to talk about my box. While Ryan gets that, I've got the original and best box. That's what it says. Um, 18 ounces, one pound, two ounces, over 510 grams of actual cereal okay, in I'm here. Okay, I'm back. I, I have the same box as you. You got 18 ounces? Yeah, 18 yeah. ounces. All right. There <laughs> we're were... going to talk about the box? Uh, let's talk about the box. Uh, <laughs> I finished talking about the box. Does your box have... Uh, strawberries on the front it does nice okay i didn't put strawberries in it i think i would have eaten this with uh bananas as a kid i would have cut up some bananas in there what um, what recipes on the back of your box uh for the the chicken tenders did yeah. you get that same one yeah i guess those look pretty good chicken tenders um which is I've, which is so weird seeing as how the kellogg's yeah thought you shouldn't eat meat i've only but, had i think that one of the times i remember having cornflakes on food is like during um, I forgot what it is, but just like going over you, JD Erickson, friend of the show, good buddy. His mom would make this awesome casserole. And I think it was like a hash brown casserole, like okay. a shredded, shredded potato casserole for breakfast. And she would put cornflakes on the top and that was so good. JD, get um, at me. I want that recipe. Is, is JD... Are are his parents southern? No, they're uh from the Midwest. They they're that's what Iowa I was based. gonna say. Yeah, this seems like putting cornflakes on food. You know, my family is originally from the West, like from Wyoming, and from the North, like the industrial North, like Pittsburgh, and then we settled here in Georgia uh, for my generation. But I don't think this is a thing people from those regions do. I think it's Midwestern. Like, I love if you're it. from Michigan, I think this is a thing you would do. You know, I've always said it, and I'll say it again. The people from the Midwest and from the West and from Michigan and uh, Battle Creek Road, they're just the best people, you know. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, simple living, cornflake loving, uh, <laughs> green grass growing. That's good right. Good people. But you, you passed the challenge. I passed it. You passed it, too. We both passed this difficult uh, challenge. Um Ryan, there's only one thing left to do with this bowl of an episode. What? That's to drink the milk and rate it. Ooh, let's do it. Let's do it. E 
each week on the show, we create a custom rating to go with our custom challenge. This was my week to pick the challenge, so that means, Dustin, it's your week to pick the rating system. What'd you come up with? I don't know how big your bowl was. I don't know how, you know, the dimensions. Um, just think about all those cornflakes. Okay. On a scale from one cornflake to to 250 cornflakes, how <laughs> would you rate this challenge? How would I rate it? Um, well... I enjoyed my cornflakes in the morning, uh, on a on a Sunday morning, hanging out with my girlfriend on the couch, just having a lovely morning, and the cornflakes played into that morning very well. Uh, what's what's the top of the scale? Two hundred and fifty cornflakes. Two hundred and fifty cornflakes. This was just a nice day. The food, the cornflakes weren't particularly like amazing or anything. Um, but everything on, on par, I liked learning about the Kellogg's. I'm going to put this challenge at 175, 176, yeah, cornflakes, 176. 176 cornflakes. You know, this was, this was, uh, an easy challenge. I liked this challenge. Easy? This was... This was an easy challenge for me. Everyone, just remember when it's when we pick these weeks and we alternate, and we uh, so Ryan's picked this topic. He's the he's the showrunner. He's the producer. He brings all this wonderful infotainment to you, and I just get to kind of chill and hang back and eat That's my true. bowl of cornflakes. <laughs> That's so, all you had to do this week. I love I this challenge. This was a great challenge. Uh, yeah. 250 cornflakes score from Whoa. the very first perfect score on the podcast <laughs> history. Do it or else stamp of approval. Wow. Everybody needs to do wow. this. It's going to yeah, change your honestly, life. Um, honestly, people, we want more participation just for our own egos. And honestly, to have fun with you guys, you're going to the grocery store already. Pick out some freaking cornflakes. Get on the Instagram. Tell us how it went. Right? Let us know your preference of milk, whole, 2%, skim milk. Do you do you put in just a little bit of milk in your cereal? Do you mound up yeah. the middle into a mountain, or do you make a little hollowed-out area where the milk stays down at the bottom, and then you slide milk into the middle? I mean, come on. There are so many different ways, and let's be real. You got to eat breakfast. They say it's the healthiest meal of the day, right? Have you seen this stuff about intermittent fasting? Yeah, I think it's bullshit, everyone. You need that time in the morning to just sit and be calm and have a bowl of cereal. D- no water, no fruit, no no distractions. Just you and your cereal. Go into a closet, okay? Yeah. You need to invest in a closet cereal just so you can sit with your cereal. Okay. Yeah, so, so do it and um, don't tell us whether or not you masturbated. We don't care. <laughs> yeah uh yeah we don't want to know anything about we don't care. that um if you have preferences on that i'm sure there's a whole other podcast and community you could join in and share about that but we want you to share your serial experience and you can do that with us each and every day and week at do it or else pod on instagram twitter's dead okay killed it this is this is the the funeral pyre episode. There it goes. There's hundreds of you out there and none of you tweeted us. Nope. Nope. You could have you could have saved this thing, but we're Instagram but only. But you didn't. Goodbye, but Twitter. You didn't. And you can send us a snail mail email oh, to our email, which is hosted and controlled and maintained by snails, by science snails. Oh God, this is gonna be a thing. Do it or else pod at gmail.com. Do it or else pod at gmail.com. Yep. That's where you can email us. And uh, that's where you can also send us ideas for next topics. And we've gotten a few good suggestions along the way. Thank you for sending those in. And Ryan, I think I want to uh, uh, pick a new topic for next week. Okay, let's do it. Or else. your turn to pick next week's challenge what is it dustin
I'm going to tell you about our next week's challenge. And I got to give a little credit, Ryan. Uh, we had some cool listeners write in on Instagram. They uh, they sent us a DM. Have you, have you heard that term, the DM, the direct message? Of course I have. They sent us a DM. Uh, we, we got uh, Joshua Morris and Taryn Levinson. They, they sent in some good um, ideas. Josh sent in a few. The one he said was adopt a highway. And <laughs> Taryn said, do something that uh, helps, the, helps others' lives for the better. Kind of a broad okay. topic and uh, a very lofty topic of adopting a highway. But um, I want to kind of like meet that in the middle. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Taryn. Uh, you saw Taryn in uh, the video, my little Japanese tour That's video. That's right. Um, oh, hi, so Taryn. Thank you, Taryn. And I want to do a adopt your street or adopt your block type thing. Just just go out on your street where you live, wherever it may be. Maybe it's your apartment hallway. Maybe it's your dorm room hallway or whatever. Go out and pick up trash on your street every day for the week. Every day. Find every, a, find a time. Find a time where it's kind of like your practice where every day you take an empty bag of an empty trash bag and you just walk and as you take a walk on your block, fill it up with the trash that you see and take care of it. Throw it away. Okay. I have such a filthy street. Oh, you are, is, well, maybe your apartment complex. No, no, complex. no, this is good. My street needs cleaning up. My apartment complex does too. So, no, this would be great. So impact the others around you. Do a little something for the greater good. Um, we're we're going to take the advice of our listeners. Thank you, Josh and Taryn. We're going to adopt our street. So I like it. Get out there. Do it. Or else. Or else. You'll have a dirty street. Okay? <laughs> if you don't do All it, right. you're going to have a dirty street. All right, clean up the street, these clean streets. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast app you listen to. Uh, maybe if you think the show's getting a little better, if we're getting a little warmed up, maybe uh, tell a friend about it if you think it's good. If if it's not good, wait for a good episode. But uh, it, we really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, totally. If If you think it's good, give us a good review. Uh, also, uh, you know, if you want that Airbnb discount, like I said earlier, you just give us that five star and subscribe. You can get a discount on that Airbnb. That's sweet. (laughs) Airbnb deal in Athens, Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step on up to Dustin's basement. It's not a creepy basement, okay? (laughs) It's very nice. It's got its own door. But thanks for listening, everybody. You're the best. (laughs) You're the best. I'm going to I'm going to miss these listeners until next week. I miss you already. Okay guys, we'll see you soon. Go clean up the street. Pick up that trash, boogie. Cheers. Love ya. Bye.